Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we are betting everything with wheels. What's going on, Philip? Hello, Archibald. Good evening to you, sir. And hello, Steven. We're back. There's only two weeks left of this season. Holy and shit. uh I'm already I'm already starting to feel a little little sadness, you know? The season is slipping through our fingers like sand through the hourglass. It's uh it's been an <laughs> awesome ride. Let's close out these next two weeks in absolute style. Let's go, Ross Chastain. All right. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Ross Chastain, uh yeah. Uh, we'll talk about his position, but uh, that'd be a great way to finish off the season. Um, like you said, there's two weeks left. Um, it's been a long season. We've had um, minimal off weeks. You know, <laughs> I think there's one <laughs> off week this year, so it's been a full nose to the grindstone all season. So hopefully uh, we, we ended off on a good note. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting season. Uh, you know, starting off not knowing anything about the next-gen cars, seeing that the next-gen cars are killing their drivers. Uh, it's been a very interesting <laughs> season. Yeah, that that actually is still current current news. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's been it's been nuts. Like adopting to this or adapting to the new car, and you know, starting to really hit our stride here. Last couple of weeks have been a little bit rough. I mean, last week overall uh, between the trucks, Xfinity series, the Cup series, Formula One, and our Rip Defense parlay, we were small losers again. Mm. Uh, minus three point two nine units. Um, it's still up a hefty, let's see, drum roll, 74 units on the year. Ooh, not bad. Not bad. Not at bad all. at all. Um, caught a little bit of bad luck in that rip defense parlay. That would have been a weekend turner for sure. Uh, we hit the first two legs uh, and just had, had Reddit crash out there in the end. Everything went wrong for that guy on Sunday. And, um, you know, the, the truck race was tough. We nailed the winner in Xfinity with Noah. But everything else was pretty rough. I mean, it was just like a one of those – throw it away kind of weekends and we're glad we got out alive but <laughs> this weekend man we're heading to martinsville we've got the xfinity dudes uh they took some laps earlier today qualified and then we have the cup series tomorrow morning um with practice and qualifying and we've got formula one we've got qualifying tomorrow and the uh the race in mexico and i'm, I'm looking my chops at an outright winner there so we can get to that a little bit later as well hmm. but steve where should we start xfinity or what yeah, that's usually the most logical place to start, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little, little disappointed about last weekend. Of course, uh, last few weeks uh, just had some unfortunate things happen. It, it, it all start, it all started with the roll, right? Just uh, haven't had things go our way, but um, luckily we've had we were pretty hot for a while there. So uh, let's try to get that back going again. Steve, you're very hot. Meow. <laughs> I um yeah, thank you, Arch. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right, I, I, I I tend to do these recordings uh without video on, so I'm not sure how you know that, but uh I'm not gonna disagree. I've heard. I've heard I've heard <laughs> I've heard the stories. All right, so All right. 
Xfinity is where we're starting. Let's do it. So in the book club, we put out some plays earlier today, pre-practice, pre-qualifying, mm-hmm. and got some really good closing line value. If only we could spend closing line value, you know, but we can't. Uh, but we put out Landing Castle outright to win at 50 to 1. It has since moved to 30 to 1. Ooh. We're also on his top five. Uh, we got that at, at plus $4. That is plus 250 now. And then, um, you know, another positional play we were on, AJ Allmendinger. We got him on a top five, uh, even money. And that has moved a quarter away from us. It's minus 125 now. So, Steve, you want to talk about those a little bit? I, you know, normally we're not heavy on colleague, especially, you know, it not being a super speedway. So why do we like them at Martinsville? Yeah, sure thing. So um, I got all the juicy practice data in front of me that they ran earlier. I got um, about 16, 15 or 16 quality looks of laps that they did today in, in the 20-minute session they had. And it's, uh, it's obvious that uh, calling tends to struggle on tracks that specifically require good arrow and, um, and you know, tracks like that short tracks like this they can kind of uh find their way and and, and kind of have uh equal you know um speed to the field it's and it's been evident at the uh types of tracks that we've seen from them this year um new hampshire i look at i'm looking at that a lot this weekend um so you know the, the, the flatter stuff is kind of where i like uh, calling a little bit more and it kind of showed in, in the data today um aj was um third best hemrick was fourth best in speed but he kind of wrecked in qualifying so he'd be going to a backup car and landon castle was in the mix as well so they were all kind of in there in the top top five top ten speed so it's a good thing to see nice love it uh yeah i mean and aj is you know he's moving up to the cup series next year so he has got to get better at these things that aren't road courses and super speedways so this fits the bill and um you know it, it the hard braking zones kind of fit his forte so that that's you know where my mind went when when we were talking about the dinger, you know the the somewhat long straightaways into the deep braking zones is kind of you know right up his alley. So I, I totally agree with the dinger play. I love when we can play with our dinger. Mm. So uh, might as well do that on Saturday. What else are we looking at? I know uh, we put out an article with Tyrone Gibbs uh, in, a, Tyrone. in a head-to-head, yeah, plus one twenty. <laughs> over Noah Gregson and that that hurt me to my core you know we were we're Noah lovers here at the Speedway Steve headquarters he cashed a a nice ticket for us last week but we're on Tyrone so um I I know that was like the first thing you talked about was how dominant he is at these short tracks so uh why don't we talk about that a little bit yeah I'm going back to uh I guess I will um kind of introduce thing what I'm looking at as far as comparable tracks go this weekend um, I'm looking, obviously we're looking at Martinsville, the first race. Um, we're looking at, uh, and the other just, short. Know, also Ty Gibbs was dominant there. Absolutely dominant. Yep. So we're looking at that. I'm looking at New Hampshire in quite a bit. Cause that configuration is pretty similar. It's flat. Um, it's kind of got the longer straightaways. So if you remember, um, New Hampshire, uh, Ty Gibbs, I believe was leading for a good portion of that race where they had some sort of mechanical failure. He went multiple laps down, but he was, you know, he was leading multiple laps um, before that happened. So you look at those two tracks and then you kind of see 
what, what he was able to bring in those days. And um, he looked at his practice data today, and he was actually about two tenths up from uh, mm. Brandon Jones, who was second best in my uh, kind of a 15 lap runs there. So, uh, really good signs toward uh, Ty Gibbs. And when you, when you look at Noah Gregson on the other side, he's already locked in to the championship next week. So uh, this isn't really going to be like a primary focus for him. Ty Gibbs um, is not locked in, so he will need to at least uh, show up, you know, this weekend. Yeah, or it's like Gregson can leave his car on the trailer and not even race on Saturday, and he's still, you know, in the championship next weekend. So um, big motivational edge there, I think, for for Ty. You know, he has to run well. You know, yeah. he's only 30, 30 points up from the cut line. All right. and, he, and he's got to get some momentum going because the last few weeks he's been getting he didn't get he's been getting killed by by Noah on a weekly basis and uh, it, it hasn't been like that and uh, I think he this is an opportunity for him to kind of uh, get back some of that momentum before the championship next weekend. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, we were also on. Let's see, what uh, Sammy Smith a little bit, right? You like Sammy this young guy. Yeah, uh, Sammy Smith head into the matchups, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, we got uh, Sammy Smith over Austin Hill. Um, we know how good Austin Hill has been this year, but I think books finally adjusted to that. They've kind of seen what Austin Hill can do this year. They know Austin Hill's in the playoffs. So, I mean, if you're in the playoffs, generally the books like to give that driver a little bit of a – you know, worse odds because they, they, they think the teams are going to prepare the cars, you know, a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit harder, focus more on them and on that, on that team. But uh, Sammy Smith, um, this is kind of a strength for him. I think with the type of racing background he comes from, he's been, he races a lot on these kind of short tracks and uh, he's with a teammate of Ty Gibbs uh, with Joe Gibbs racing over there. And I think that equipment is a little bit better than what uh, Austin Hill is running. So we got a nice number there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of moved since qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's not even available now <laughs> that is off the board. Austin Hill had some trouble, uh, you know, when they were pushing him out on the pit road for his qualifying lap, uh, something broke. So he was not even able to qualify. He will be starting in the rear of the, the pack tomorrow. And uh, like they were saying on the telecast, no matter how fast your car is on this half mile track, if you're starting in the back of the field, the leaders are coming. I mean, they're, they're, oh, yeah. you know, you're, you're half a lap down as soon as the, the green flag drops. So uh, Austin Hill's in trouble and that stinks for my Austin Hill futures rest in peace. They're probably dead, but I love this matchup. This is a good, good spot to hedge. Um, so yeah, Sammy Smith, let's dial up that Toyota over Austin Hill. All right. So we're definitely feeling good about that one. If you got in early, so or if you're in the book club, right, Arch? There you go. Well, no, I don't I, know if you heard. I, Steve, Steve, I don't know if you know this. You can get three free days in the book. Three? Is that like two more than one day? <laughs> it is. Your math, again, is impeccable. That's why we trust this guy. You know, we right. give him the calculator, the spreadsheets, and he continues to dazzle. The human abacus. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what else is what three stands for? What's that? Doing it for Dale. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, Austin if it, Hill is, you know, RCR, so I, I get it. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's uh, move on to the next matchup. Uh, we got uh, we got all guy over Josh Berry, and um, Josh Berry is. I mean, Josh Berry has been a guy that. Uh, he kind of made his name uh, winning at Martinsville for the, his first win of, of his career in Xfinity. So um, I don't think that's going to be a repeat uh, this weekend, though, because Josh Berry is another guy that's uh, locked in to the next round. So he's, his focus, once again, is not really going to be on this race. It's probably going to be more towards Phoenix next weekend. And I kind of think we've already seen that because he's qualified pretty poorly. Um, his lap time is weren't all that great in practice. So he'll be starting. Yeah, he's starting uh, 13th. Not not terrible, but his lap times are pretty bad. He was just outside the top 20, it looks like. So, and I, I the, like Allgaier here. I was just going to say, you know, in, in our comparable track uh, matrix this year and last year, uh, Barry is like way down the power ratings here. Um, let's see, his average finishes are not good it's like 17 yep 17.4 so he's finished eighth 24th 28th third seven 19 and 33 so i mean even even when the the situation is perfect and he is motivated and he's not locked into the championship he's like barely average you know so i like i like fading josh barry here you know even though he he put himself on the map at martinsville but i i think it's just a whole different set of circumstances it's a good spot to fade mr barry Yep, and uh, yeah, Allgaier needs to race his way into next week, so he should be uh, focused uh, and ready to go. He's starting sixth. Um, didn't have the greatest run in uh, the first Martinsville race, but hopefully uh, they figure, that, figure it out and uh, focus is there to uh, get the job done. Um, I believe he won uh, at a comparable here. He, he won at, what, New Hampshire, right? I think it was New um, Hampshire. Did he win at New Hampshire? I, I I really can't recall right now. Um, I'm gonna look it up while you talk about the next one. All right. Yeah, let's. let's <laughs> this is an easy one. I think he wrote an article on this one. It's it kind of. It's just it's easy. Kinda, you just give Phil the easy ones. Is that it? Layups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the position that it's in now. I guess I'm referring to. Uh, it was uh, it was Ty Gibbs over Noah Gregson. 
Uh, we kind of covered this a little bit already with Ty Gibbs. And um, so not too much more to talk about there. It, it moved from plus 120 to minus 150. So uh, looking good there. And uh, got Brandon Jones over Sam Mayer. So I have a little bit of Sam Mayer for the winning championship. So uh, I think that's kind of – it was a long shot. It was like 51. Five. Yeah, so – yeah, that and, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that to really pull through. <laughs> yeah, we can go ahead and put that one with the Austin Hill future that I have. Um, but yes, Allgaier did win this year at New Hampshire. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I like Allgaier here a lot. 24 fast laps that day, led 47, highest driver rating, 123. Uh, he started third. I mean, it, what's not to like? He's, he's kind of a sneaky win wager tomorrow too, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Because I, th- I believe he was um, he was plus five hundred before practice and qualifying, and uh, uh, to nobody's surprise, he wasn't uh, all that great in practice. But uh, he did qualify okay. So I do like the fact that uh, he will always run better in the race. So I fully expect that he will be up there uh, contending for the win uh, as a guy that needs kind of needs a win. So. I like him there over, uh, like I said, Josh Berry. But um, yeah, so feels good. Let's cool. uh, yes, yeah, see what we can do. So back to Brandon Jones here over Sam Mayer. Um, Sam Mayer, very poor qualifying run. Uh, we know Sam Mayer can get it done at short tracks, especially. But um, I think there's a lot of. Pre- I mean, Sam Mayer needs to win, or he's not going to make next week the championship. So. Um, He's going to be taking a lot of risks, just kind of doing uh, some things he shouldn't be doing. Probably, um, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. So, uh, Brandon Jones uh, qualified on the pole. He's with Joe Gibbs Racing, and uh, yeah, I mean, all all three of those Joe Gibbs cars look really, really good. Qualified really good, and track position is really important. So, I'm glad we got in early again on Brandon Jones over St. Mayor. Uh, everything looks good uh, as far as you know the pre-race stuff. So, love to hear it. Love when that happens. Uh, scanning the board, I mean, there's not a lot to choose from here. Uh, not everything's populated. We don't have our offshores yet, but do we have anything for the listeners that sticks out like exclusive here on the show? Um, I know you know we were talking pre-show. I like you know we're, we're kind of waiting on more odds, but I like Ty Gibbs to win. I like Allgaier to win. Um, so, I mean, what, what, what's your mind doing now that we've seen them on the track? Yeah, I, I've kind of been browsing the board. I've really been waiting for FanDuel to repost, but I, I really haven't seen odds anywhere else besides DraftKings. So I'm, I've kind of just been holding, uh, holding the line here and hoping to see some, uh, competitive, you know, c- competitive prices to see if I can get, you know, maximum value, but if I'm looking exclusively at DraftKings, I'm probably taking something probably uh, I mean Brandon Jones looks really good. Allgaier looks looks good to me. I'd probably take maybe a top three finish for them. Um looking at driver props a little bit. Sammy Smith over Sam Mayer. Uh is yeah, that nice feels, lean. That feels really good. Yeah, just for tra- for starting position alone, I would say that that is probably the side I would lean on there. If you like juice, you can take uh, AJ over Josh yep. Berry. Yep. 
And I don't think that's that's too much. I think that's a fair a fair price, you know. So I wouldn't let that minus one twenty five scare you. No, I wouldn't either. I, de- I definitely like the idea that AJ starts out um, towards the front of the field. Josh Berry mm-hmm. is kind of stuck in traffic a little bit. So if you got a cu- if you want a couple leans, that's where I would go. Love it. Love when you lean because I play those. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is just for you to make one little tiny step towards the side. I'm in there. All right, nice. that's all I got for Xfinity myself. Anything else stick out to you? For no, no, I just I, I think that that some kind of uh, Gibbs play, if we can get some more of that somewhere, I you know I'm hoping for 250 or better. That's probably a pipe dream, but um, yeah. And then you know Allgaier, I think the 650 is good. I like the top three value a little bit better. Um, at what was it plus? What are we looking at? Plus 150 there for a top three. I think that's an awesome play, and because uh, he's just Mister Consistency, you know and he is described on television as kind of a like a smart gambler, which is what I think that we are, you know, smart gamblers. He's like Try an aggressive, he's an aggressive kind of guy out there. So we. taking, taking shouldn't calculated just be Steve? risk. Shouldn't just be that's who Steve is? Yeah, you like forget who I'm talking about when I'm describing one or the oh, other. Oh, you know I mean? okay, yes. It's kind of like, are they the same person? Right. I've never seen Justin Allgaier and Steve in the same room at the same time. That's gotcha. all I know. Gotcha. No, it, so. it has happened before. I've, I've been, uh, I've seen all guy, uh, you know, off off track a little bit. Uh, seems like yeah. a pretty cool dude. Could you beat him yeah, up? N- I was going to say none of us were there to see you two oh, at the same yeah. time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> maybe this is like a cover story, Peter Parker. There it is. I mean, he, he's got. If you're asking me if I can beat him up, I mean, he's a pretty short dude. I mean, ah, you got, him. <laughs> you got him. I'm definitely taller than him. I can, I can probably do something there. <laughs> <laughs> punch down cool all right so let's move on over into this uh this this cup series all right i don't have any poll bets this week so i'm gonna have to probably dig into uh those odds a little bit um as we look but do have some outrates and we did hit a poll winner last weekend steve you were a genius and we caught william byron at 11 to 1 that was kind of cool yeah, that was nice. We kind of needed that because we didn't do all that well in the race. So it's nice to have those little uh, side bets there to uh, keep the keep the balance of things going. Arch, how many units did you have on that? 17, 18? Oh, which, which, which one was that? Uh, William Byron poll winner last weekend? Oh, one. One unit. Just I, one unit. It okay. was the matchup bet that Steve said, you know, I had to unload. So uh, I threw five units at it. Did you do five units I on that? got five units approved easiest winner of all time yes yes because briscoe was in the garage before he could blink he was yeah it was awesome i hate that guy he's like such a worm i just he's a fraud yeah watch the language there (laughs) (laughs) are we censored now worm yeah, that cool. car was that car was way off the pace the whole day, and then obviously he was he he, he no need to win the race, so he was just pushing the issue, and he got up into the wall, uh, he, and he had to take it to the garage. So three unit play, biggest play of the year. Um, we needed it. I'm glad we got it. <laughs> yep. All right. So who do we have picked out this weekend? All right, we got I, we got some longer shots, but there's one key guy I wanted to hone in on, and that was uh, William Byron. We just talked about him. We just got him for the poll last week, so uh, let's follow it up with uh, the win this week. Um, he's a guy that's going to need to 
not necessarily need to win to get into the championship, but that would definitely uh, make him eligible to make the championship round next week. Um, last week he ran second for most of the. I, I said last the first Martinsville race he ran second for um, a lot of that race behind his teammate Chase Elliott. Um, eventually, Chase Elliott had some issues on pit road, and then Byron assumed the lead out pretty much for the rest of the race, and and and, uh, and ended up winning that race. So you're getting him at nine to one, and Byron's also come alive in the playoffs. So you're riding really strong momentum, and you're riding uh, with a guy that had a great run in the first race here at Martinsville. Yeah, I mean, the, the Speedway Steve, too, faithful remember that race because we were on William Byron that day. So while the entire NASCAR world was crying about how boring the race was, you know, we were shooting off fireworks in the backyard. Making money. Bingo. And I bought fireworks and I shot them off in the backyard. And had money just left over. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That I could use on Chris Busher plus 1,500. Or, I'm sorry, 100, 150 to 1. Boom. Used it. Cool. Um, what else are we looking at, Steve? All right. Uh, this is going to be a controversial one because we're talking about Bubba Wallace. We're uh. talking about a guy <laughs> that uh, is coming off a suspension, which is uh, just about unprecedented in the sport of NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of let all the air out of my balloon there. You, you, you got to do it, man. You, you're getting Bubba Wallace here at 40 to 1. Uh, and he's been he's been going off at a, you know twenty to one, fifteen to one, et cetera, the, in recent weeks. And this feels like a huge overreaction from the sports books that believe that uh, just I guess they're gonna think his mindset's not in the right spot. But uh, if you remember one of Bubba Wallace's better runs in that forty three car, I believe it was in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one in that range was at Martinsville. Um, he ran. He ran around the top ten the whole day, and um, he that was a time where he was not running well for the most part at, at the other uh, you know races. He was you know a twentieth place car on average week to week. So I feel like this is a track that he likes a lot. Uh, in his uh, let's call it a comeback for Bubba Wallace this week. <laughs> All right, so you're on him to win. Um, I, do you like in the top ten? I mean, plus one fifty feels good if if we're on him to to win. I have a top ten. It, it's, okay, it's it's on. It's in there. I know. I was just I was doing a little tease for the gang, you know, for the <laughs> listeners. I'm not good with teasing, man. I'm just straight to the point. Oh my, <laughs> man! Let your girlfriends be warned, listeners. <laughs> Nice. All right, cool. So uh, who else are you, you, you eyeing in on? It looks like uh, maybe A.J. Allmendinger is going to find the card. We're going back-to-back days with the Dinger. Mm. The Dinger two-time. <laughs> That's it, man. I wasn't going to play A.J. because I, look, I looked at his opening odds. I, I like to look these over. Usually a drop on Monday. And uh, he, he was going off at 30-1 to 1 on DraftKings. And then uh, later on... Saw a beautiful thing happen. Uh, MGM posted, and he was fifty to one on MGM. Now that, that has yeah. rarely happened this year. MGM has been just a real, real bunch of jerks so far in in NASCAR racing. Oh, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise to see that because mm-hmm. this is with this is one of AJ's better tracks as we've, as we've talked about in uh, Xfinity so far in this preview. 
Um, so you're you're getting a guy that's uh, good at this racetrack. You're getting a guy that uh, has a is going to have a lot of track time from the day before. Um, and you're getting a guy that ran third, for, you know, top three, top five, most of the race last weekend at Homestead. So I, I really like where this guy's mindset is. I like where the equipment is for Colleg. I feel like Colleg Racing in general has uh, brought the speed the second half of the season, especially the last few weeks. Uh, so if, if, if AJ was a stock, I would buy in on him. Buy low. Buy low, sell high. That's it. Awesome. Um, now I know Austin Dillon was on the card for like two minutes, uh, when he sent these over to me, he was a hundred to one to win. And then that thing halved, uh, you know, as fast as I could read the text and try and put it in, it, it's, that's gone 50 to one. Is he still a player? Is that a pass? This is tough. And, and honestly, you and me might be the only two, might, might one of the, be one of the few people in the world that have Austin Dillon at 100 to 1 this weekend. Because, I mean, like you said, that was gone in the blink of an eye. So yeah. I feel very uh, fortunate to even have a chance at that outright. But we saw Austin Dillon have a very strong run in the first Martinsville race where it was very difficult to pass. And, and Dillon was making his way up to the field in that race. So... I feel like on Monday I didn't really want to take like his top ten and you know his outright at where it was, but I really feel like it's still a strong possibility he can finish. You know, you can get value on that because he ran well last week in the Homestead too. He started in the back and he drove through the field, and uh, it, it, it was very impressive to watch. And like so, like AJ um, Austin Dillon could be you know, finding something that these last, it's last part of the season, flat tracks for Austin Dillon are very good. He was very strong at Richmond. So this is kind of, I think this type of racing is, is good for him. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, you know, it won't feel right celebrating Austin Dillon. We'll just, you know, if he does somehow win, you know, we'll just have to not text the group. We'll just high five and that'll be that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it just wouldn't be right. Um, cool. Um, what do we got? One more. Justin Haley, long shot, 350 to one. Yeah, that's, we got uh, three. Yeah, we, again, MGM opened up uh, Haley at 351. I, I took Justin Haley 250 to one at DraftKings, and then MGM gifted me with another opportunity at a better price. So I bet it again over there. Can, um, still, get, can still get 300 to one at Caesars. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Obviously playable. So, just, I get Justin Haley is another car, another guy that's on that colleague team that's got the momentum going. Um, Haley is sneaky good the last, second part of the season. And uh, if I, if you recall, Justin Haley was quite good in Xfinity um, with that car and uh, on this side of things. And um, he's going to have AJ as a teammate who runs well at Martinsville. He's going to have some good uh, notes to share uh, right there. And you saw Justin Haley last week at Homestead. He was um, leading that race for a small time. And um, so, again, uh, recent form looks good. So you're getting a, a nice, uh, you know, I would consider that just about uh, risk-free there. Just uh, throw it a small play in there and uh, have some fun with it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't, you know, I accidentally clicked the wrong box here and I disconnected. So I don't know if, did you talk about the clash at all? 
No, I didn't. But that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, he had a he had a nice run to start the year there at the uh, the very very short track. So you know, obviously that this team does have a package for you know for these short tracks. That's you know uh, has worked. So I think Haley's worth a shot. I mean, like you said, it's a free dart. Put a buck on it and then win three hundred. That's that's a pretty good day's work. It's not even work. You just kind of sit back and let them do the work for you, you know? Yeah. So if you're Arch, you just put five units on it and then retire. That's it. <laughs> Easy peasy. That's how math works. Cool. I like, I like math when we're talking about winning money. Yeah. All right. Top threes, top fives, still a pass? Well, I do want to come back to Austin Dillon. You get you can get Dillon at Caesars at fifty to one. Still, you can I would still play that uh, for sure at fifty to one. Okay, let's lock that one in then. Uh, I'm looking at Dillon's top five number plus five fifty. Looking at his top ten number plus one fifty. Do either of those, uh, you know, tickle your fancy? If you're getting Dylan uh, plus one uh, one fifty for a top ten, that's kind of where DraftKings is pricing is outright. So I would just put all my marbles on the outright. Fair enough. Hmm. Cool. So who do you like in the top ten? Uh, my guess, and you know, it's an educated guess because I'm looking at the list, would be Eric Almirola. You know, that's our New Hampshire guy. You sure. know, first won our hearts in an eighty to one winner at New Hampshire. This is a comparable <laughs> track. So, you know, he's good in all the measurables. I was looking at practice data from from all this year on these comps, and he's consistently in the top 10 in short run speed, long run speed. So this would be a guy that I would play, and it looks like you agree. I agree 100% with uh, Eric Almarola. This is a guy we like a lot because the books like to undervalue him because he runs so bad on the intermediates and the road courses. I mean, the road courses are very, very bad as opposed to just bad on the intermediates. So when you, when you come back to a short track like this and you see Almirola have speed, we're not surprised because we know in our, you know, in our data that that's an obvious play, but um, the books kind of underlook uh, Almirola because of uh, the recent tracks that we've seen in the past few weeks have been, uh, Intermediate, intermediate, um, and road course, and Almirola's bad at all three of those. So now you're getting Almirola in, in week four, and this is his strength. So you're getting good value on him for sure. Yeah, that's where like recency bias in this sport can work for you, you know, because not, you know, not every race is on the same 100 yard football field. You know, there's huge differences in everything the horsepower packages the banking the surface the everything is different so what you did last week doesn't matter it doesn't matter so when you can catch a line like this almarola plus 140 to top 10 that is awesome and it's because the books are lazy and they're not looking into the things that actually matter for the number so love it love that you picked this one out i'm all in on it uh where else we going bubba yep talked about bubba already um uh, one more note on Amarola. He does rank sixth in my comparable tracks, so just wanted to close out that uh, Amarola play there because I might have something else down the road. I'll, uh, you know, for uh, a manufacturer play. So, yum. Uh, yeah. So again, we had um, him. Oh yeah, Bubba Wallace plus one fifty, kind of going off again from um, his track history here specifically. 
his uh, form this year. Um, then uh, third guy I have in play here is going to be Austin Sindrick at plus 180. Uh, this is kind of us leaning on the Fords quite a bit uh, this weekend. Sindrick's uh, been... Um, Cedric is a great road, road course racer, and that generally tends to compare it to uh, kind of translate over to this type of racing, like Phil said with AJ. So we're taking that same kind of strategy with Cedric, and uh, we, we Penske in general, uh, who's uh, Cedric of course strives for, is uh, very good at at short flat tracks. Uh, so they consist of Lugano, Blaney, and Cedric, and Lugano and Blaney have been some of the best guys uh, this year. And, 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 you know, in, in recent years when it comes to this type of racing. Nice. Yeah, I, I like Cindric a lot. And, you know, the, the deep breaking zones, like we talked about already with AJ, same story here. Um, and Cindric, yeah, go very good qualifier. So if you get Cindric up there in the top 10, even maybe even the top five for upside, track position is going to be extremely important. So you want guys that start up front and Cindric's been starting up front at these races uh, just about every week. So that's a big deal. Um, now I see next on the card is a big old cheater. Cole Custer Ooh. plus 350 top 10. Is he cheating though? That's what nobody really knows, right? Yeah. I have no idea, but it, it <laughs> figured we would go with the narrative there. I'm finally going with a narrative for sure. Um, Cole Custer, um, possible cheater. Um, speaking <laughs> of cheating, um, just got done watching the Astros. Um, so I feel like that's a nice little tra- you know, transition there. <laughs> yeah, Arch, you're, you're a big Astros fan, right? Huge, huge fan. <laughs> yeah, go Phils. <laughs> I did bet the Phils this morning. Well, they just tied it up, 5-5. Five, five. I'm, I'm oh. watching, I'm watching. <laughs> you nice. have to decide you know steve you know this who's you have to wait you know value versus who's going to win that that's always what it is that's always the uh you know what you're fighting there all nice. right so cole so cole custer we know what happened at the roval that's kind of why we're talking about this he kind of break checked his uh team uh, the competition there to help out uh briscoe which is kind of probably going to be an inevitable fate for briscoe to not make it on to next weekend's championship but Cole Custer has been super good at road course racing, he, and he's been very good um, any racetrack really that uh, requires heavy braking, um, you know, short flats, uh, kind of his wheelhouse in general. So, the, once again, the books—it's a similar story with Almirola. They're sleeping on Custer because he's been uh, bad at intermediate racing, etc. They just always seem to forget about Custer, and uh, he was running—I believe he qualified third. And Martinsville won. And what happened was he had, I believe he sped on pit road. So he mm. lost all that track position. So that pretty much ended his day when he got to go to the back at Martinsville. But he, w- he would have definitely had a top 10 run the first race if he doesn't have any issues like that. Yeah. And so, Arch, the burning question I have for you is how do you feel about custard? Uh, custard or custard? Custard, the oh, ice cream. Cu- better than ice cream. Much mm-hmm. better, yeah. Okay, good. Just, that's the. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, I, that's like the deep cuts that we need to get to here. It really is. I was just looking at Cole Custer. He's he's a fucking dork. He looks like yeah, the guys. A, the guys a real nerd. Like yeah. I bet him and Russell Wilson hang out. I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they do. 
Do the high knee bends on airplanes. <laughs> exactly. While traveling the road games together. Yeah. Everyone else is trying to sleep. Yeah, the guy, the guy's a real guy's a real nerd. Not much to him personality wise. But if you're listening, what's up, Cole? That's it. Go ahead, Steve. All right. I, I enjoy your you guys' banter there. That's nice. <laughs> you can jump in at any time, you know. I appreciate the welcoming. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got one brain on this show between the three of us, and you right. know, it's not me and it's not Arch. No, no, no. And that brain is like trying to stay nice with all the drivers. <laughs> right. So Justin Haley, plus 800 on a top 10. Mm. Yeah, this just feels like a misprice to me. Um, like, I, like we already mentioned last week, he was in the running to potentially uh, win the race. Definitely in the running for a top 10 finish. Um, kind of talked about Haley already, though. Um, <clears throat> This is a rate a place you can get it done. Plus eight, eight to one, I, I'll take that every time, and I'll take it with confidence that he he can finish in, in the top ten at least seven times in uh, I, I'm sorry, one time in seven tries. So, yeah, that, that that feels way too long. Absolutely, way too long. So, love that one. And let's see what else? we got. Some head to heads cooked up here. Yes, sir. Bubba uh, over a- Chris Busher. Quite a bit. Uh, we got quite a few head to heads, actually. Um, yeah, Bubba Wallace over Christopher, Christopher Busher over there. Right. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same reasoning as for Bubba that I mentioned earlier. And uh, Chris Bu- Christopher Busher, um, I don't really think short track racing is kind of his strong suit. I kind of see him as a guy that excels at saving tires. Uh, this, this is not really a high wear racetrack. So I don't I don't think he's going to have the speed that uh, Bubba has potential to show this weekend, uh, and that kind of that's kind of it for me as far as that analysis goes. I, I don't think he's very good in pit road either. That that pit crew is uh, not going to be where Bubba Wallace's pit crew is as far as gaining him spots on and off. So that's uh, I, I would like say that they strong. they probably that team over at RFK probably have a better tire specialist than Joe Gibbs has though. If I had to take a completely neutral stance. I think you're right about that, but the problem is he's not changing the tires with speed. So correct, correct. Well, he doesn't do that, you know. If, if hypothetically we were talking about tire specialists, neutral. that's it. So I, I need I need the guy that's going to be changing the tires quickly, not just preparing the tires. Right, right. Well, cool. If you're listening, what's up, cousin Rob? <laughs> so uh, right. we're fading Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm fading Denny, Denny Hamlin pretty hard. I'm fading it with Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott should have won the first uh, race or at here in, in Martinsville. Um, this track is partly concrete in the corners as well. So you get uh, Chase Elliott on a concrete surface. I think Chase is one of the best when it comes to that type of racing surface. I think he's shown a lot of strength on the short, on the short tracks this year. I'm looking at Phoenix, Martinsville. Uh, Dover, he was uh, very strong. He won at Dover. He was strong at New ha- Nashville, New Hampshire, uh, even Richmond in a place he's not very good at. Every, every, sing- every single short track this year, he's been strong. So I, w- I would lock that in and with a lot of confidence over Denny Hamlin. He- Denny Hamlin, I believe, finished 27th, 28th. I mean, he was off the pace all day. So I don't, I don't really see uh, this being too competitive, to be honest. So not a three-unit banger, but just a very confident one-unit play. Right. That's it. If you want to go more, that's fine with me. But um, 
I, I don't see, I don't see like the the obvious uh, edge here, like we saw with Briscoe and Suarez, because we've seen Suarez be uh, top ten all year. We've seen Briscoe be barely top twenty. So I think we've seen Denny Hammond get it done in the past at Morgansville. So can he show up and kind of change what happened the first race, possibly? But I don't have, I don't think that's going to happen. So. I would tend to agree. And that will translate into the next head to head with William Byron over Denny Hamlin. Yeah. I don't want to be long winded here. So I'm going to just kind of say what I said about earlier about William Byron and, and the confidence we have there. And you're getting this one at a better price. You're getting plus 100. And I think Byron and Elliot are pretty equal plays. So uh, we're fading Hamlin for the same reasons I just mentioned. Could not figure out why Byron was a dog in this matchup. Just probably name brand alone right that's probably it that's it i can only imagine yeah cool uh nice i think does that wrap it up or do you have some bonus plays for the for the folks hmm. i do have some bonus plays oh, yeah. <laughs> let me so, get out my pen here because i don't have these yeah i have these i got the old plus sign next to these so i know they're in there i just didn't get them uh shipped yet um so we got Brad Kozlowski over Tyler Reddick. And if you look at Tyler Reddick on short flat tracks in his career, and the, and the numbers are pretty ugly. And so he, he's also kind of on a low with what happened at uh, Homestead last week. He had him uh, – he, he should have had all confidence in the world running that high line, and he wasn't able to get the job done. So that's got to be kind of demoralizing for him. So, and, and again, in Brad Kozlowski, he was running inside the top 10 all day at uh, a track that uh, he may not necessarily love. But I would say Brad likes Martinsville quite a bit if you look at his track history. So I like Brad a lot, short flat tracks. I really like the Fords, and he's in a Ford. So you're kind of getting a Ford over a Chevy as well for that a little bit of extra value. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Love Brad. I mean, that team's starting to heat up a little bit. Shout out, cousin Rob. What's going on? But uh, yeah, love it, man. Love, love Keselowski. You know, we're kind of getting two drivers going opposite directions here. Kez is on the rise. Reddick is is his stock is falling, and maybe you know, maybe he's not all mentally in there. He's out of the playoffs. He's not going to be with this team next year. So who knows what's right. going on in that guy's noodle? And uh, you know, maybe maybe he's just ready for the year to end, like Kyle Busch is. Hundred percent. I think yeah, Kyle Busch is what is another guy that's fallen off the map. I think you're definitely right. Those are two guys that uh, are leaving their teams. They're not in the playoffs. It's kind of just like get this thing done. I'm ready for 2023. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, what other bonus plays do you have? I got the Dinger once again over Chase Briscoe. Uh, I, I I'm sure you you probably agree with me on this one, but I do want to hear your thoughts on it before I kind of share mine. Oh, like Briscoe Briscoe's my favorite guy in the world because he keeps losing these head to head. So I like the dinner. <laughs> I, I like the the added track time that we're going to get on Saturday. I know these cars drive different, but you know whatever. It's not like there's huge fall off in the the tires like at some of the the mile and a halfs that the dinger struggles with, and I, I think the track type matches up. Just it it's. If it's the closest thing to being a road course without it being a road course with the, the tight turns and the, the uh, mm-hmm. you know, slow moving. So I like it. I am sold on fading Briscoe the rest of the way this year, which is, you know, this week and next week. So not going to have yeah. many chances at it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the dinger over the fraud. Ooh. Yep. 
<laughs> I agree with all of that. And I have one more thing to add. Briscoe is kind of in a similar situation to where uh, it's win or go home again this week for him. And we saw last week, uh, win or go home, put him right in the garage. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that can definitely happen again this week at Martinsville where there's a lot of uh, potential chaos. Um, you know, the racing was pretty single file the first race, but this is, uh, you know, this is a race where things could get crazy um, with uh, with it being a playoff race. Agreed. Agreed. Um, anything else? So I do have one more, and uh, it's Ross Chastain over Chase Elliott. Now, Let's go. Let's go. Ross Chastain. I know I'm, you're excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I am starting to get so hype. Arch, you may remember... You know, 30 weeks ago, well, probably probably 30 weeks and two months before that, we put in Ross Chastain championship winner futures mm-hmm. at 200 to 1. It's currently 4 to 1. I'm hype. Steve's hype. And I, I'm glad we get to bet on Ross this week, too. Yeah, so Ross Chastain at Martinsville 1. He started, I don't know, it, it was... For, it was 25 or further back. I know he started way back in the field, and similar to Austin Dillon, he drove that car all the way up to a top-five finish. So that's really impressive to do at Martinsville, and I feel like part of the reason for that is his pit crew. Uh, he's got one of the best crews this year. That's a big help, and obviously Trackhouse tends to um, race better than they do qualify, so... I like the idea that they can pass cars when they need to, as they did the first race. And this is just a really, really solid play. Uh, we've seen Elliott kind of make the mistakes on pit road like he did um, race one. So uh, plus 160 is super solid. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen Ross be able to pass when other people can't pass. So that's mm-hmm. encouraging. And this kind of fits that bill, like, you know, starting deep in the field, finishing in the top five when the thing was it was a single file train for four hours you know the last time we saw these cars at martinsville so love that love ross love the price i'm sold let's get it let's go that is it for me oh wait no that's not it i have i have uh the one um construction uh constructor play let's go Um, let's hear it it is, it is Eric Amarola plus fifteen hundred for top Ford. Can't argue. Yeah, I mean, you, if you look at who he's going up against, uh, well, first of all, it's a competitive price. I believe this is uh, maybe eleven to one on MGM, so you're kind of just getting the solid value there straight up. But you're also the people he's going up against consist of. Logano, who's already in the in championship, Blaney, who needs basically to win the race to, to, you know, to get into the championship. So he might be doing some some crazy bonehead moves. Harvick, who struggles here at Martinsville. I think this is probably one of Harvick's worst racetracks. Mm-hmm. Briscoe, Keslowski, and Busher. So you look at the, that, that field, and I think Eric Amarola should be faster. You know, maybe not you know straight up faster, but faster than uh, at least... I would say at least four of those guys. And then, you know, Blaney with his um, risk taking, this is super solid for me. Yeah. It's like he, he should be situationally fast, you know, correct. Cause yeah. he'll be, you know, he, he can do things that those other guys like Blaney 
can't do or don't have to do. You know, he can run whatever kind of race he wants, uh, you know, on his strongest type. So I love it. I love Almirola as the top four. You can also play Cole Custer. I didn't put this one in, but he's 30 to one. Ooh, that's, that's nice. That's like two outright winners in one race we can get. Yeah, we've seen, you know, like I said, Cole Custer was, uh, he qualified third. So we don't really know what kind of speed he had. Because if you're not running out front at a place like this, you don't, you're not going to click off fast laps. So you need clean air to really show what your car has got. So if you can qualify up front there again, um, he can definitely have the car to get that done. So if you want to play Almirola and Custer for top forward, I'm good with that. Love it. Love your moxie. Love the play. Cool. Um, should we talk about F1 a little bit? I'm down. I mean, I love Max. Minus 150. No, I mean, I just, minus 150 feels like an absolute steal. This guy was dead in the water last weekend to no fault of his own and just hunted down Lewis Hamilton and passed him like it was absolutely nothing. He was what, like eight seconds back with what was it? 10 laps to go or something. And I texted you. I was like, should we be live betting Lewis Hamilton right now? Cause it was still plus one fifty, plus one seventy five, you know, and it looked, it looked like a layup and max was an absolute rocket ship. So I, I just think this has been what, what this, this guy and this team has been doing all year long. They are the absolute class. Um, you know, their strategists are the best. The driver's the best. The equipment's the best. And he, you know, he spun out in FP1 earlier today. So maybe that that gets us a little break in the price because I think it was minus 180 or or something similar to that at open. And now it's minus 150. So I, I just think the guy could start, you know, anywhere from fourth, fifth, anywhere like that, even if qualifying goes completely off the rails and still win this thing. What do you think? I, I think so too. I think. We have to keep something in mind. I think the books are probably looking at the uh, FP2, and they see Max Verstappen down there in sixth. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not really something you can look at as far as data goes, because this is a, the second week in a row that Pirelli has done a tire test in the practice session. Yeah, so, like FP2 is like the least predictive part of all of the sessions. Right. Because, you know, they're doing a tire test. So he had, I think the, the top three was um, Ocon, Tsunoda, and I can't remember who won. Oh, George Russell won practice. You know, good and well, there's, there's no way this guy is going to run top three in the race. So if, if you want to buy, yeah, if you want to buy in on Verstappen, uh, you might, now might be the time to do that before FP3 starts for sure. Yep. I'm laying the, I'm laying the lumber there. Hmm. So yeah, for Stappen, uh, he actually he actually won the uh, the world title last week with four races to go. So unlike NASCAR's playoffs format, these guys can go out there and just clobber the field and, and you know end the season early, basically. And that's exactly what Max did last week. So yeah, he should, so he should be running loose this week. Cash another Speedway Steve two ticket. Uh, we had Red Bull to win the constructors' championship at plus two eighty five. That was a nice hit. Props there. Well done. Thanks, man. Uh, but that's that's all we got. That's all we got this week. Arts, do you have any racing plays you want to add to the card? Uh, not right now. I think you touched on everything I was thinking. Everything. <laughs> it was like Steve was reading my notes. It's like a, a kiss of death. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Well, 
that's it for me, gang. Steve? Are you sure there's no Nitro Rallycross? We got Travis Pastrana again this week. Yeah, Travis Pastrami. Book it. <laughs> I like my meats salted and cured in Italian. Dude, 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 dude. That Nitro Rallycross has driver props. You can what? play head-to-heads on this thing. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to take anything, but, you know, uh, if you want to do – if you have some downtime, you might want to get into this next week. This is betting everything on wheels, isn't it? It is. Damn it. Bart, you got us there. <laughs> you did. You got us on a technicality. Man. You should be a All lawyer, right, so Steve. I guess I got to go handicap Kevin Erickson or Connor Martell. They have um, they have Robin Larson, and uh, Larson's a name that's I like to think that's fast. So – and it, he's got two S's in it. He has two S's, not just one. So that's like double the speed, right? Yeah. And then we've got, there's another matchup here. Uh, Arch, you may you may like this one. It's two guys named Oliver duking it out. Oh, Oliver. Yeah, that's a, that's a name that breeds confidence. Right. Yep. Nobody wins that matchup. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.